Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, uh, I'm once again going to be talking about one of my favourite films. And uh, today, um, I'm going to be talking about the 1968 American science fiction film, Planet of the Apes. And, um, uh, of course, the film uh, is... uh, Loosely based on the 1963 French novel uh, La Planète des Singes by uh, Pierre Boulle, uh, which translates to in English uh, Planet of the Apes. Um, and um, this film uh, is a uh, and uh, the book that it is uh, translated from is a, a seminal book, a seminal movie, uh, and a seminal story that is incredibly significant. Um, it has been uh, significant for me and for a lot of people uh, because of the the um, the overriding message um, of the film and the way that it. Uh, greatly dramatizes um, humanity um, and uh, the potential future of humanity if we do not um, heed the warnings of uh, of nature uh, if we do not uh, look at ourselves in the mirror and uh, realize our our mistakes and try and um, turn back the clock on some of the the uh, potential mistakes that we may have made over the years, and of course, um, humanity we're not we're not uh, we're not perfect. We uh, go to war with one another. We uh, we have uh, committed uh, some societies and some civilizations have committed great. Uh, acts of um, barbarism and genocide and uh, um, this film uh, is is a film uh, and and the the novel that it's uh, based on uh, is a a highly uh, interesting and a highly uh, thought-provoking story um that, uh, as I say, asks uh, humanity to look at itself and evaluate itself. Um, And this is something that um, the main protagonist of the film, uh, the the character of um, George Taylor, uh, who's played by Charlton Heston, um... After he uh, he lands uh, upon a planet, uh, uh, following a uh, crash landing with his um, with his crew members, uh, the astronauts uh, Langdon and uh, Dodge and um, Stewart, um, and um, the. Uh, the main protagonist, um, George Taylor, as I say, is played by Charlton Heston. And in my opinion, he conveys, uh, um, perfectly conveys the, um, this, this man who is, uh, very, um, perhaps egocentric at the beginning, but he's also introspective. Um, 
but as as time goes on he comes to um and especially at the end of the film uh he comes to believe uh that humanity um has as uh has done something to itself uh an act of self-harm uh perhaps that um is so uh traumatic uh for him that it 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 com- it totally uh uh reevaluates how he sees um his own species um and i just want to read um uh, a quote uh it's a, it's a, a piece of dialogue from the beginning of the film um because it really does set up the entire um the entire storyline of Planet of the Apes. Um, so I'm just going to read a little eps- an excerpt from it. Um, I've took my crew in for the long sleep and I'll be joining them soon. In less than an hour, we'll finish our six months out of Cape Kennedy. Six months in space, by our time that is. According to Dr. Hesslian's theory of time in a vehicle travelling nearly the speed of light, the Earth has aged nearly 700 years since we left it, while we've aged hardly at all. Maybe so. This much is probably true. The men who sent us on this journey are long since dead and gone. You who are reading me now are a different breed. I hope a better one. I leave the 20th century with no regrets, but one more thing, if anybody's listening, that is. Nothing scientific. It's purely personal. But seen from out here, everything seems different. Time bends. Space is boundless. It squashes a man's ego. I feel lonely. That's about it. Tell me, though, does man... That marvel of the universe, that glorious paradox who sent me to the stars, still make war against his brother, keep his neighbours' children starving. And after this, um, uh, Taylor uh, goes into uh, hypersleep um, because that's how um, the the crew uh, have been able to sustain themselves, this four-man crew. Um, they sleep in these um, uh, these uh, capsule-like um, uh, beds, very much uh, like has been uh, uh, shown uh, within science fiction films, where you see astronauts being sent into space and they go into cryogenic sleep, which means that their 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 bodies and their metabolism and their their biology is um, regulated while they they sleep, and the the uh, the spacecraft that they're they're on uh, is automated. Uh, we see it in a lot of other uh, films, such as the Alien franchise films, um, and uh, it's shown here in uh, Planet of the Apes. And everything looks to be going smoothly at the beginning of the of the the film. The the uh, the, the crew uh, are returning home from a, a mission um, uh, uh, however uh, as I was saying um, there is this uh, this um, event that uh, causes the the spacecraft that they're uh, that the crew are on to suddenly um, come out of uh, light speed and begin to to crash land into this um, this desolate uh, desert-like uh, world. Um, and uh, first of all, I just want to point out the music because the first thing that you uh, you encounter. Uh, in the film and in a lot of films and one of the things that really stands out uh, as well as some of the great performances by people is um, the music and the composer uh, um, for uh, 
Planet of the Apes, and a lot of other great films, such as um, uh, some films within the Star Trek franchise, um, uh, Logan's Run, Air Force One, Total Recall, uh, The Mummy, um, uh, and uh, The Lost World, uh, Jurassic Park, um, Jerry Goldsmith, um, who... uh, uh, sadly died now um, uh, he um, was uh, a phenomenal uh, composer um, he uh, composed music for the Rambo franchise as well um, and uh, yeah he was uh, phenomenal I, you know, I first became um, aware of his, his music uh, watching the Star Trek films and um, alien, of course, uh, but uh, yeah, he's great uh, conductor, great um, um, a great uh, scorer and composer of uh, of films, and um, the the music that he composed for Planet of the Apes really does uh, stick out. It's very um, uh, jaunting, it's very alien, and it really does match the um, the. Uh, out of this world uh, um, reality that um, uh, the that uh, Charlton Heston's character Taylor finds himself in, uh, which essentially is a world that has been turned upside down in every every respect. Um, we even see this in the way that uh, the um, the film is captured, the way some of the the angles of the of the the cameras. They uh they give these very odd angles. Um, they capture the uh, the the actors in very odd ways. And even when the 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 spacecraft comes down to to land within the uh, within this lake, this huge lake, the uh, the, the music really does add to this uh, this um, disjointedness, this um, otherworldly uh, place. Uh, as well uh, as does the 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 spinning of the the camera and the the image uh, until they finally make contact uh, with the water uh, and um, the crew are revived um, apart from um, Stuart um, who uh, unfortunately there was a an air leak aboard um, the spacecraft and um, her hibernation um, tube um, uh, was exposed and she uh, aged um, during the during the trip uh, whereas the other crew members uh, uh, Taylor and Landon and Dodge were uh, preserved um, and yet when they were they crashed uh, they um that they, they had to come out of their their hibernation tubes and they had to get out of the the spacecraft uh as uh, as fast as they they could um uh but however before bailing out um taylor looks at the ship's chronometer and reads that um the date that is recorded uh is november the 25th 3978 which uh, is exactly 2000 years and 2006 years after they departed because they departed in the year 1972 um, so they are 2000 years out of, out of their their time basically but at this point uh, they believe that they've crash landed on an alien world, this desolate uh, wasteland of a of a world, and um, they, as they uh, they count their blessings for being um, for having survived, um, and they make their way across the uh, the desert. Um, they start to uh, take take heed of uh what they what they have take um um 
and and they 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 it, at first it's uh, it's tough for them, but they they all uh, start to, to to question one another where they are, where there's whether there's life on this planet, who they are, um, and um, uh, at one point uh, the one of the um, one of the uh, the crew, uh, Landon, uh, lays a, a small um, American flag um, in the rocks to, to to claim it for the United States, I guess. And Taylor looks at it and he just laughs um, at the the symbolism uh, that uh, you know the, the the human condition of uh, claiming somewhere that they've uh, they've set foot on for uh, a particular uh country a particular race and uh, it's something that's uh, inherent within humanity uh, claiming somewhere as soon as they they land there um as i say they make their way across this this desert um uh and then eventually they come across these scarecrow like figures um uh, that seemed to be some kind of warning, um, and um, they find uh, life in the form of a, a small, like weed-like plant, um, and up in on uh, the top of the the canyon, there are uh, humanoid figures that are um, walking along, along the uh, the cliff edge. Um, but we see the heat the view, but the the characters don't see immediately because uh they're they're basically just trying to put one foot in front of the other uh to to try and find a source of water because they're vastly um quickly um uh running out of um uh provisions um but eventually they find a, a freshwater uh, lake um, uh, and a, a waterfall and they begin to strip off the, the clothes that they were wearing and that they had been wearing since they crash landed. Uh, they start to swim, they start to, to, to bathe. Um, but then they notice that the, their clothes are begin to be stolen and... Um, they start to be shredded by uh, what look to be primitive uh, humanoids uh, who look very human in their appearance. Um, and uh, however, very soon uh, it becomes apparent that there is uh, that these these uh, human-like uh, people are at the the bottom rung of the of the ladder of society. Uh, when a, a group of um, gorillas, humanoid-like uh, uh, gorillas, start uh, racing through this um, this field uh, where all the the human, um, these primitive humans, uh, are all band together and they're running through, um, and they're on horse. These gorillas are on horseback and they're they're raiding this this cornfield where the, the humans are gathering uh, food um, uh, however then uh, uh, there is a, a chaos uh, ensues and in the chaos uh, Taylor is shot in the throat and he falls uh, into the water um, his uh, crew members uh, fellow crew members dodge uh, Dodge is killed. Um, he's shot. Uh, Landon uh, is knocked unconscious, um, uh, and then all of the the, the primitive humans and and uh, the the crew members uh, are taken uh, within a, uh, a primitive um, uh, um, cell. Uh, on um, that is a uh, on a on a cart that is uh, pulled by horses. They're take, taken back to the ape city, which is this um, uh, 
very rustic looking um, um, place where uh, apes of uh, many species live uh, such as uh, chimpanzees and gorillas um, and uh, orangutans um, and even from the beginning and it, it it's uh it's it's interesting when you see the uh the way that they the um the apes act and there's a there's a scene just before the uh the human survivors um uh are taken back to ape city and there's a a scene where some gorillas are posing for a a photograph and um it uh it does seem that it's uh it's a way of parodying what um humanity does um after a massacre very often you see uh human soldiers um uh in war taking photographs of them of themselves in a very dark and uh depressing setting um and um, this is a, a parody. This is obviously this is obviously a parody of that, or not such a parody, but a um, an example of how uh, militaristic um, soldiers, which the uh, the gorillas within ape society um, are portrayed as, um, they uh, there are a lot of uh, commonalities in in their in their behaviours. Um, and uh, yeah, as we're saying, the in in ape society, uh, we come to uh, understand and learn that there are different um, different tiers of society. Uh, the gorillas are very mi- militaristic, uh, very soldier-like, and um, the chimpanzees are very uh, uh, science bound and very inquisitive um and of course in reality chimpanzees uh share um a a great deal of their dna with uh modern day humans uh we're very closely uh um uh, genetically uh connected to one another there is a um um a great deal of uh shared dna between the two two species so um it doesn't um isn't surprising that they're they're portrayed like this um uh and the orangutans are more uh of the uh the lawgivers they're more of the the keepers of the of the the faith keepers of the the law the history they are um uh uh councils and leaders and um they run ape society um and they order um the other the other tiers of society um to do their bidding but uh, something to note about the humans within this society um uh, is that they're all um very um uh, primitively dressed they they're, they're dressed in very primitive clothing um, and also something that is universal between all of them is that they are mute they do not say a word they do not know how to talk um, I'm sure they have the ability but uh, they um, it's it's something that has never been taught to them uh, their ability to express themselves and the way that they do express themselves is very primitive, uh, very much grunts and um, uh, very um, um, very much uh, as you would um, you would expect uh, a primitive being um, to to react uh, um, and Taylor uh, is placed. Um, in a uh, in a facility uh, where uh, he and several other um, uh, humans that are primitive are being um, 
are being observed um, by uh, scientists, doctors, um, and also by a a psychologist, uh, an ape uh, animal psychologist, by the name of um, Zira uh, and um, her partner uh, and surgeon uh, Galen. Um, um, and um, Dr. Zira is played by uh, uh, Kim Hunter um, and uh, Dr. Galen uh, is played by uh, Wright King and uh, this is a, a place where uh, they um, they do uh, internal um, uh, brain investigations uh, lobotomies uh where they, they study the human brain because in apes society in the world uh, of planet of the apes the, the apes are um, the more advanced species the humans are the primitive uh, and the apes study the, the humans as if they were animals as if they were primitive to them in every respect um um but uh, Taylor, uh, who uh, uh, psychologist uh, Dr. Zira uh, has named uh, Bright Eyes uh, because he seems even so much more aware than the other um, captive humans and he, uh, he mimics or they believe he's trying to mimic how apes speak and he's tr- it seems as if he's trying to talk. Um, and um, Doctor Zero believes that uh, he's uh, more one of the more advanced humans that she's ever seen. Um, and uh, uh, to observe uh, his interactions further, they uh, place a another uh, human in the the cage where Taylor's been held, uh, a female uh, human by the name of. Uh, Nova, uh, who's played by uh, Linda Harrison, uh, to see how he would react, um, um, and um, this is where uh, we see Taylor, on many occasions, uh, attempt to um, make clear to Doctor Zira, uh, who seems to be. Um, um, sympathetic to the humans and to, to Taylor especially um, she, he tries to communicate with her and um, uh, but uh, unfortunately for him the apes uh, the ape society uh, consider humans primitive uh, consider them as if they were vermin to be hunted and killed outright or enslaved or just used for scientific experiments uh, because humans don't have the same rights as apes that the, the, they're, they're not thought of as uh, as equals in any way shape or form but Taylor is able to get a, uh, a a pencil and a piece of and some paper from Dr. Zira and write down that his name is Taylor and as soon as she sees this, this convinces her straight away that Taylor is, is not an ordinary human or not one like she has seen before. And this is what um, enables her to uh, convince her fiancé, uh, Cornelius, who's played by Roddy McDowell, uh, of Taylor's um, um, advanced um thought process the fact that he's uh he's not like any other any other human um and um cornelius uh is uh very intelligent he's someone uh who has um undertaken expeditions into what is called the forbidden zone which is an uh, an area of desert uh where uh, Taylor and the, um, the spacecraft 
uh, crash landed and he has undertaken archaeological um, um, expeditions to uncover the earliest known history and the earliest known um, evidence of um, um, earlier ape society as well as human um, society uh, and he has seen things there that um, um, that uh, he cannot explain and do not fit in with the recorded history of ape society uh, but to, to further show his intelligence um, Taylor uh, folds together a piece of paper and creates a plane and um, um, then there is a uh, the arrival of um, uh, Dr. Zayas um, uh, who uh, is uh, an orangutan um, and um, course uh they are um a part of the the religious sect of uh ape society they uh know all of the the recorded laws of ape societies and they know more about ape society than any um so but he uh when he's told about um taylor's um um in advanced uh intelligence by uh, uh, by Zira and uh, by Cornelius, he uh, just uh, uh, tells them that it doesn't make any sense. It, it's it's all rubbish. He gets the the, the airplane and he um, just um, tosses it away, crumples it up, and tosses it away. Um. um but. Uh, then uh, we find out um, that uh, Dr. Zayas um, has arranged for Taylor to be castrated um, against uh, Zira's uh, protests. Uh, and then we see Taylor escape uh, uh, and he starts running wild through uh, Ape City and causing a ruckus among the population. Uh, he eventually finds uh, Dodge, his previous uh, crew member, um, who has been uh, become a, a corpse in an, uh, as a display within a, a museum. Um, and then he's uh, the, uh, the the gorillas and um, other members of the ape society try to capture um, Taylor, and they uh, they capture him within a net, and and then. And then this is where we we get the one of the most iconic uh, quotes and the iconic lines from Planet of the Apes. Uh, it's when Taylor speaks uh, for the first time in thirty minutes. In fact, uh, because for the first thirty minutes or so of the film, we don't even get to see an ape. And then for the next thirty minutes after that, after the the apes first come on come onto the screen, Taylor. Or no other human speaks for another thirty minutes, and when he does speak, uh, he says the line of uh, "Get your stinking hands off me, you damn dirty ape!" And of course, this causes uh, uh, shock and alarm between all, with all by all the apes. Um, and as a and as a, as a consequence to this, um, Taylor uh, is pulled in front of a. Uh, a hearing uh, to investigate his origins um, and um, uh, Zira and Cornelius act as his uh, defendants uh, they, they, uh, they're they there to um, to uh, defend him um, uh, uh, because of the, the uh, against the the onslaught of um, of prosecution uh, by the ape society, um, and uh, because he is uh, an abomination to them, he is to them he's like a mutation. He's not normal. Uh, he's not a normal human being, um, and uh, Taylor 
mentions that he had two comrades, his crew members, um, and he eventually learns that uh, Langdon, uh, who's knocked unconscious during the the initial um, the, the the hunting of the the human, the primitive humans that uh, Taylor and his crew members uh, uh, found themselves within the middle of. Langdon uh, had been lobotomized and rendered uh, catatonic. Uh, they cut out some of his brain, and he's unable to to to, to think or speak. Um, and uh, Taylor is, um, you know, enraged by this. Um, and he he can't believe where he is. The fact that. Uh, where the, the world that he's living in is like a, a madhouse, something that uh, Taylor screams. However, then Dr. Zayas uh, uh, asks to speak to Taylor privately, and um, this is where he says that uh, um, the judgment against him has already been made, even though it hasn't been publicly made, and that they are planning to castrate and lobotomize Taylor for uh, refusing to reveal his origins, where he comes from, because the apes believe that he's come from somewhere um, perhaps beyond this forbidden zone where uh, no ape uh, is allowed to go. Um, and he he calls him Taylor for the first time, and he says that he knows a lot about humans, um, about uh, what they... the their ways um, and then with the help of um, Dr. Zira's nephew uh, Lucius uh, Zira and Cornelius uh, help free Taylor and Nova and then they take them to the Forbidden Zone uh, which is a region as I said outside of Ape City uh, that is uh, a source of taboo uh, within Ape Society um, all apes are uh, ordered not to go there um, and uh, becomes uh, apparent that this is done uh, as a way of self-preservation for the apes um, the, the early apes in fact uh, most likely the the, um, the orangutans because they are the holders of the of the the entire belief system of ape society um and uh they know more than they they did divulge to the public because it's a way of controlling um the narrative if you, if you if you know what i mean they 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 want society to be a certain way they want humanity to be seen in a certain way um because they know more about society they um uh, by the end of the film, we're led to believe that uh, potentially the orangutans know exactly uh, what happened. That that humanity is is a threat in more ways than they they wish to say. But they want to keep humanity where they are. Uh, so, yeah, the group go into the forbidden zone. Um, to, to gather more proof of an earlier non-simian um, as uh, ape society is called civilization um, uh, at the site where Cornelius uh, discovered evidence uh, a year previously uh, but uh, what um, they uh, may uncover would be considered heresy because it goes against and the dating of the the evidence uh, would go against the recorded history or the the common knowledge of ape society of how old ape society is and um, what began their society and the the, the laws that it um, that it operates under. Um, but Taylor uh, wants to prove. Um, course that he comes from a, a different planet that this is not the planet he comes from he's not like the other humans on this planet because this is not his world um, and then eventually the group 
uh, arrive at the cave where Cornelius um, uh, 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 dug out and found um, the uh, the evidence of an earlier society, which uh, is on the uh, on the coast uh, near a, near a beach. Um, however, uh, Doctor Zaius arrives with uh, some uh, guerrilla soldiers. Um, and uh, they are held off uh, by uh, by Taylor, who uh, starts to uh, who who threatens Doctor Zaius and tells tells him that tells him and the soldiers that he'll shoot Doctor Zaius, um, but uh, he won't if he tells him that if he can prove that there is evidence within the cave the same cave that Cornelius investigated uh, the year previous that there was an earlier civilization uh, will he he let him go we let Taylor go will he uh, take that information back um, and clear uh, Cornelius and and Zira of uh, this uh, of uh, heresy um, which they are uh, guilty of under ape, ape law um, so Dr. Zaius agr- agrees and he and Cornelius um, Zira uh, Taylor and Nova go into this cave and they find remnants of uh, technology uh, advanced human t- uh, technology uh, which predates uh, Simian history uh, they found pieces of a, a pacemaker they found uh, some false teeth um, they find a doll, uh, a human doll, that uh, can simulate uh, a, a a a a child saying the word "mama." Um, uh, and then um, this is when it starts to speak. This is an astonishing. Um, discovery for Zaius, Doctor Zaius, and Cornelius and Zira, but to, to to Taylor, he he sees this and he shows this as proof. This is proof positive. Why would an ape create a human doll that can talk, where uh, all the other humans, when all the other humans in the world that are known are all mute? Why would this be so? Um, and then they, we hear there is uh, the sound of uh, gunfire outside, um, and um, the uh, the uh, soldiers have started to uh, uh, take away the uh, some of the supplies that they had brought with them. Uh, they've uh, attacked uh, Zira's uh, nephew Lucius. Um, Julius, sorry, uh, um, Lucius, sorry, and um, yeah, so, but then uh, Taylor threatens Dr. Zayas again, um, and um, then we we hear Dr. Zayas admit uh, for the first time uh, that he has always known about the ancient human civilization he knew about humanity what they were capable of and he has more um more answers than he wants to divulge um but taylor wants more answers he wants to know um if apes um evolved from humans um as is the prevailing theory of uh Cornelius and, and Zira then he needs to find that um, and uh, Dr. Zaius warns Taylor that if you go out um, if you go further out then you might uh, you might not like what you find so don't look for it um, he says that once long ago the Forbidden Zone was a paradise and that your breed made a desert of it ages ago. 
Um, and uh, they, uh, Taylor leaves with Nova on horseback. Um, uh, Doctor Zayas uh, orders the 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 cave where um, Cornelius found the evidence of the advanced uh, human society destroyed and he says that uh, Zira uh, Cornelius and uh, Lucius will be charged with heresy and then we leave them we leave the apes to follow Taylor and Nova along the shoreline um, as they journey on horseback um, in silence until they eventually discover the remains of uh, human society and the remnants that they discover is that of the Statue of Liberty uh, that uh, is uh, is far away from where it was um, standing uh, um strong and proud and as a beacon of light and hope that uh, we here in the modern age would uh, we consider and think of the, the Statue of Liberty but now it is just um, a remnant washed up against a, a beach and of course this is proof positive to Taylor that the, the world the planet that he's on is not an alien planet in fact where he is is earth and that he has returned and that the humans of time before um, have destroyed the uh, destroyed the world they've destroyed hope liberty and there is no more iconic image for uh, people uh, who are um, avid movie fans or movie watchers than this image of the the darkened Statue of Liberty. Um, and uh, this this image, uh, which is an image that is ingrained in the minds of a lot of people, uh, and it has been. Uh, since it was uh, first shown on screen and it's a very iconic and very powerful image very cautious uh, an image of caution um, you know especially after Taylor drops to his knees and um, he says oh my god I'm back I'm home all this time it was we finally really did it and he screams you maniacs he blew it up Ah, oh, damn you, God damn you all to hell. Because he is angry at the fact that humanity finally blew themselves up after an, uh, seemingly an apocalyptic nuclear war. And uh, this is a, it's a shocking scene, but a very insightful, a very powerful scene that for me and for a lot of people, it stands out. Uh, and it's a symbol um, for um, it's a cautionary of a, of a cautionary tale as is I believe the entirety of Planet of the Apes and the Planet of the Apes films in fact um, the entire franchise of, uh, of films that um, uh, have been made since um uh, this film came out uh, in 1968 um, and there's been um, other films uh, connected uh, uh, to this film there were sequels um, there was uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes uh, Escape from the Planet of the Apes Conquest of the Planet of the Apes Battle for the Planet of the Apes and there was also a, a television series that came out in 1974 um, and an animated uh, television series called Return to the Planet of the Apes um, there's also been a remake uh, that came out in 2001 which was a reimagining of the original film 
directed by Tim Burton, uh, which uh, had a very different ending to the film, um, yeah, you could say. Um, but uh, uh, it's uh, shocking at the time, and I, I don't know how well regarded the film is now, but uh, at the time, I don't think it was... Uh, uh, I think that it was just a uh, very odd way to... Uh, it's a good film, and very... The production-wise, it was uh, really well done. But the, the scene at the end really did throw a curveball for a lot of people, and they... Uh, uh, it's a very... I'd say a wacky ending, but just a very strange ending. Um... Um, and there wasn't a sequel to this uh, after this uh, 10 years later there was a, a reboot of the, the series um, uh, in the form of um, three films uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War for the Planet of the Apes um, uh, and uh, I have to say I've watched all three of these new rebooted films and uh, they're really really good films actually They and um, I hope that perhaps one day there'll be um, a fourth film because the way they set it up the way they um, they uh, dramatise the the apes within that film within those films the uh, motion capture technology uh, it was very uh, it's very sophisticated very well done very believable um, and the way that they 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 dramatize the um, the rising of this uh, ape society and the way that it's portrayed is um, um, is, is different from how it's portrayed in 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 the 1968 film uh, but it is uh, a really great uh, remake uh of of the story um maybe closer to how it was depicted within the uh within the book um but uh yeah i love those films actually and i'll probably have to try and talk about those at a at a, at a future time because um they have their own uh aesthetic to them um but they're all connected to one another as a as a trilogy uh, they tell a um, uh, the origin story of the apes, um, as is depicted in the the sequels to uh, this uh, this original Planet of the Apes film, um, uh, especially in the film uh, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes that came out in 1972 and Battle for the Planet of the Apes, and um, those the five films of those those films. Uh, that stars uh, Riley McDowell um, are uh, you could you could consider them a, a, a closed uh, a closed universe of uh, of films and they have their own narrative that is connected uh, that connects all of them. It has the the begin there's a beginning, uh, middle, and an end, but not in in that order. Uh, if you catch my meaning. Um, because um, uh, the 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 story progresses, but it, or we also get to see how it how the the ape society and the, the world of the planet of the apes began, and uh, how um, life turned out after. Um, but it's it's the 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 planet of the apes films, I believe, are cautionary tales, uh, as I was saying, and. Um, they're a a warning uh and they all carry a message for all of us to to think before we act um especially when it comes to to war or to uh subjugation or to um to not um consider the uh um the consequences of uh uh, what we choose to undertake in and um, you know in the world that we live in right now in the year 2021 uh, we're living in a world that uh, has been completely changed that has not completely changed but it has been the, our behaviour as a society as a race has been changed by something that is out of our hands something that we can't see and um 
it's um it's when you see films like planet of the apes uh and you see how easily uh society uh uh could potentially be just eradicated and uh um and in in the far future there could be a time when there could be a rise of a civilization that would look back upon the world of today uh as if it was uh, as if it was history and mythology and just paper over uh what they don't want to know um to to just try and uh black out um the uh the who we were who we are now um because they don't like the the story that was that was told and um humanity is uh is a hopeful species we are a a, a, very, a species that's capable of survival but we are also some uh sex of society and of humanity are capable and have been capable and have shown that they have very destructive capabilities and they show them um however and whenever they can uh to the detriment of the vast population and um those people um they uh they don't care about the consequences of their actions and that is a very foolish way of thinking it's a very destructive way of thinking and if we as a species are to to survive and not one day going to descend into a uncivilized species or uh devolve potentially one day into a society uh, as depicted within planet of the apes i'm not saying that is a uh uh potentially a potential but um you never know the one thing well great and great thing about films is that they can show us uh an uh, a vision of a potential future that could become a possibility if we carry on down a path of self-destruction for example or if we don't heed the warnings of people um before we we carry out uh, actions that uh, could lead to our own destruction um and uh that's uh one of the films one of the the messages of the planet of the x films is to to look at ourselves as a species um to judge ourselves and to change our path um so that we can preserve a future uh for the next generation um because that's what it's all about it's that the human journey the human condition is to endure um but to make a better tomorrow um for the next generation than what we had previously and that can come in many forms um but uh yeah it's what one of the things i love about planet of the apes it you, you go um you go along with the characters you discover this world um and then uh by the end of the film you're everything you thought you knew about what you saw has been turned on its head once again and you you come to find out that um uh things are not always as they seem and that the more you uh uncover uh the past and you learn about what happened and who did what to whom uh then you come to find out things that uh might not be uh might not settle well with uh with certain people especially people who believe that um uh everybody's the same um we're all uh working for the betterment of each other but unfortunately uh in the world there are people who are just thinking about themselves and um those societies uh are uh what are ultimately going to be uh um who uh stop humanity from potentially um becoming better than than they are uh, but 
yeah cautionary tale planet of the apes and one that i i love watching over and over again but yeah i think i'm gonna leave it there for now uh i just want to say thank you for listening uh hope you like what you heard uh if you haven't seen planet of the apes or any of the films definitely try and check them out uh and you won't be disappointed so uh yeah thank you for listening hope you like what you heard and i'll talk to you again soon If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form, uh, you can go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to... Uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh, as i was saying i hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um and i'll talk to you again soon